Welcome to Nonprofit Founders, the show where we tell the untold stories of history's greatest nonprofit founders. My name is Diego Reeb, and I am your host for today's show. And today we will be talking about George Williams, founder of the YMCA. And before we get into talking about Williams, let me just recap a little bit that's happened recently. About a month ago, we studied or looked at the life of John Van Hengel. And then I also did a standalone discussion on why study the past. And it's been a little bit since we got a chance to look or discuss anything else, but we're getting back into it today with George Williams. And this is a founder who I've been looking at for months now because the book we're reading today, George Williams in Context, a portrait of the founder of the YMCA by Professor Clyde Binfield is a not an accessible book, and I've just been going through it very slowly. And uh, to be honest, I haven't even finished all of it. It's a very slim volume, but it's just so dense with historical activities that uh, it's taken me some time. So I'm finally getting it out now, and I'm excited to dive into some aspects of William's life so that we can get some nuggets of wisdom or some lessons that we can take away and apply to our own work. And please connect with me and share your thoughts or feedback about the show with me. I've been able to connect with a couple listeners now, and they've given me some tremendous feedback. And really, it does make a difference in the way that I shape the show. Your thoughts really help there. So please connect with me at info at diegoreeb.com or on LinkedIn. Just search my first and last name, Diego Reeb. What did George Williams, founder of the YMCA, actually create with his organization? So we know of the YMCA as a global nonprofit. If we look at some key facts and figures, you know, today they're in the U.S. at least, serving um, 10,000 communities, over 2,500 YMCA's located across the United States, 2,300,000 volunteers and served 122 countries, so on and so forth. Almost a billion dollars donated to the YMCA. And, you know, we look at the nonprofit, what do they do? They serve communities, empower young people, improve health. And it is such a broad organization. They do so much that it's frankly hard to capture in a few words what they really do. But if we bring it back to our founder, George Williams, he had an idea that's a lot simpler. And it was more about saving people's souls and a religious movement than what it is today. And I think that Professor Binfield's book tries to capture the context of that mission and why Williams was so motivated to do this and so on and so forth. So for us, we'll try and bridge what is now a, you know, almost billion dollar generating nonprofit versus 100 and 
40, 150 years ago when Williams was just operating things out of the UK and trying to mentor young men and shape their their minds and, and ultimately win their souls. Um, so what he actually did is a hard question to answer, but I'm excited to kind of dive into his life and figure that out with you all. And then another question that I'm very interested in asking in this show in particular and something that's really been on my mind since day one is understanding the philanthropist, someone like George Williams, who we'll get into, is very different than than the folks we've been studying previously. For example, John Van Hengel and George Williams are so different, economically speaking. And you know, when it when we talk about being a nonprofit founder, I think this question of money is very important. And whether you have money, don't have a lot of money, I hope to highlight the kind of impact that you can have regardless of that. So regardless of if you're Henry Ford and you start the Ford Foundation and you could pump millions and millions and millions of dollars into it, or whether you're someone like John Van Hengel who goes through a lot of stuff in his life and then decides to make a vow of poverty and create this uh, global movement with food banks and he doesn't really make any money the whole time. So I think this question um, about founders and philanthropists versus just folks like you and I essentially trying to do some good, I think in, in the field... It's a very important question to try and figure out. So Williams is the first philanthropist we're going to look at. And I think it's very important to keep that in mind as we move forward with our discussion of George Williams is that he did have money. And so the impact that he had had is just going to be different than what John Van Hengel and Claire Barton had in theirs. So Let's get into some of his story and see if we can extract anything from his life. George Williams was born on the 11th of October, 1821, so over 200 years ago, to a farm and farmer in Dulverton, Somerset, England, and one of seven and you know what we can say about his childhood is that it's pretty humble you know his family is a rural in a rural middle class area and there's nothing entirely exceptional about how he grew up and that's very interesting because we could get into so much of the details of how he grew up and who he's related to and the twists and turns of his family life and all that, which I personally find very interesting. But I think for our purposes, the thing that we can kind of sit with as we first look at his life before the YMCA is that um, he's someone who just didn't have a lot of money growing up. And in that sense, then, as a philanthropist, Binfield, our author, says it's tempting to view this progression in his life 
as one of rags to riches. And, you know, how he got to the riches basically is he worked his way up into drapistry, which I had to look up. You know, it, it's essentially about cloths and textiles. And so he, that was a very, very in-demand field at the time or profession. And so he eventually, his wife, he married into a uh, business that was run by his wife's father or his father-in-law. And then that's how he got to his riches. So like I said, there's a lot we can dive into there. But I think for us, what's interesting from a nonprofit founder perspective is that, again, whether you're a philanthropist or whether you're a nonprofit founder who's just getting into the field with what you have, you're not super rich. The way you use your money, your time, your talent is what really matters. So George Williams definitely had the money to go. uh, I wouldn't say do whatever he won. He didn't have that much money, but he was definitely well off, right? He could enjoy his life. He could have a good time in that sense. He could have gone and done a lot of other things, but he was under this burden that he needed to help young men and specifically, you know, from his perspective to save them from themselves, to win them over to God and that calling motivated him tremendously. And he pursued that and invested his time, talents and treasures into that effort. So, that's really what I want to take away from his life at the very beginning is that, yes, he definitely went from middle class to a elite Victorian gentleman <laughs> and he could have been very comfortable, but he chose to direct his attention towards other areas and start something like the YMCA. The YMCA started at a meeting on June 6, 1884, attended by a dozen young men at this church called St. Paul's Churchyard. And this meeting then went and developed into the London YMCA. And here I'm going to directly quote Benfield, by a mixture of missionary work and judicious liaison with simultaneous developments in Scotland and on the continent, it grew into an international movement. By the time of his death, George Williams was generally accepted as its founder. So what exactly was the YMCA at the time? I actually have a hard time understanding what the YMCA did day in and day out. But from reading the book, really, it was about this aspect of mission. So George Williams is a evangelical nonconformist and... This was part of the evangelical Anglicanism. Anglicanism, And at that time, in Vic- Victorian England time, there's so- the association between who you are and your religion is so closely tied. And in the culture in general, Christianity is just assumed as the way of life that the denominational church you belong to 
was as important as anything else. And so there's just a lot of emphasis placed on what exactly George Williams was attached to in terms of denomination and all of that in a way that's hard to understand today. And the then missional aspect of the YMCA flows out of that because Williams is focused on influencing young men to give their lives over to Christ. And, and he just flexes this in his organization throughout other countries. So the YMCA fundamentally, while it's hard to kind of pinpoint day-to-day life, they meet and they do things, but ultimately it's about influencing young men to come be a part of this organization of what I would call elite Victorian gentlemen. And that's something too that, you know, Benfield's trying to understand is, again, from the beginning, is this movement just about creating a bunch of statesly men? Is it really about anything else other than the fact that they were creating a certain type of person in the YMCA? And ultimately, I do think Williams was concerned with more than that, but definitely that was the time and the era. And Williams was a part of this class. So as the YMCA starts, it's really not the kind of YMCA where it used to today, right? It has a very specific focus. And in a way, it's not necessarily accessible to most people. It's very exclusive in a way, um, which means that it, its influence at the very beginning is going to be more about a certain type of way of living than about a specific type of service being provided. And I think considering the time frame and the Victorian era, it makes sense that this would be the movement Williams would make as opposed to something like a nonprofit founder that we've been looking at. All have been in the United States, Claire Barton, John Van Hengel, where there's a specific need that they're trying to meet. And while Claire Barton actually was going and, and developing the Red Cross around Williams's time, it's just the context of this was so specific to what was going on in Victoria, England, that the YMCA really is a very unique organization at the very beginning of its founding. And it growing out of that particular founding is probably key to its larger larger influence nowadays because I think if it had maintained that missional aspect about creating a certain kind of man, a statesly man, it would have completely dissolved in its appeal post-World War One and definitely post-World War II where we see that kind of class dissolve as more nations start and uh, philosophies change, societies change. It just doesn't make sense anymore. Um, but I think it's fascinating. And as a nonprofit founder we can take away um, a lot about George Williams's life and his focus on what he cared about most. And what we care about most may not necessarily be missional work or, you know, even anything religious, but it, it can be more about just a particular service we want to provide and doing that um, the best we can. And George Williams use political and economic influence to push that forward. But you and I 
may do it in different ways, whether it's just our time, whether it's our um, ability to connect other people, you know, whatever it may be, um, what Williams did at the time, we may not necessarily be able to relate to, but we can certainly take what he um, did for his mission and do that in our own lives as well. That's going to conclude part one of George Williams' life. And in part two, we'll talk a little bit more about the YMCA as an organization itself. Look a little bit later into George Williams' life and his legacy uh, towards the end. I mean, he's nationally, internationally recognized for this work. So trying to understand how that even happened. Um, But I appreciate you hanging in there with me to get this first part out and really just to get the ball rolling on George Williams' life. And again, you can connect with me at Diego Reeb on LinkedIn or email me at info at DiegoReeb.com to give me feedback or share your thoughts about the show. And I look forward to sharing the next episode with you all. And in the meantime, look out for the newsletter where I'll go into a little bit of a deeper dive on one aspect of the show today. And this is Nonprofit Founders, the show where we tell the untold stories of some of history's greatest nonprofit founders.